Hi, everyone. So here is a podcast that Dash and I did. Um, What is it today? I think it's the 13th. We did this on January 8th. Um, (laughs) We we had so many uh, technical issues as we were doing it. And, you know, I'm not sure if it's the perfect thing, but hey, we just wanted to get it out there. Let me know your thoughts. And here it is. Hi everyone, my name is Morali and this is Dasha and we would really like to figure out how to do a podcast (laughs) so we're trying our best to do that today. Um, Technical issues like trying to figure out what platform, we got some lighting, we got a mic here but it's, can you see this mic, but it's not hooked up um challenges but we you know at the end of the day it's just about what we share and hopefully it resonates with some people and connects with us um do you want to say introduce yourself or say anything sure i'm dasha i am uh, married to morali and it's hard to know what to introduce yourself with but uh we have two small kids we've been wanting to do this podcast for I would say a while just to have a more open conversation about the challenges that come with um, kind of being married, the day-to-day things that come up on a routine basis. Anybody who has little kids and is working or during the pandemic when you have to stay home and look after the kids. So we just wanted to open the conversation up on a bigger scale and see so I had some questions prepared okay my first question was what are you reading right now (laughs) so yeah I don't know if that's a great question for the time being but I'm kind of going a little bit outside of my comfort zone at the moment I'm actually reading a book called A Course in Miracles which is the description is the inner path, it's a path to inner peace or something along those lines. It doesn't have an author. It's a little bit more like, I would say, how a Bible would read. Okay, interesting. And I've always been a little bit nervous about religion, like uncomfortable with religion, I would say because it sort of felt mm. <laughs> but it sort of felt like boxing yourself in a box and somebody made it up and but I'm becoming a bit more open to different concepts that I don't have full evidence for somebody probably did box it up though yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it is what it is. But it's, uh, some of it I don't understand. Um, and some of it, some of the concepts are very, very true. Like, it, it's all about, I'm very much into, um, you know, kind of paying attention to what you're thinking about, learning new techniques to manage your mind. And they use a weird language, but at the end of the day, it still reinforces that 
every thought that goes through your brain has an effect on your life and you're the one who's truly in control of what you're thinking it's not some outside force so you have all the power within but it's just using a bit of a language that sometimes it's a bit off-putting to me but i'm trying to not discard it completely and just see where it takes me religion is like a topic that you're supposed to avoid in conversation <laughs> Yeah, uh, religion and politics yeah but i think i think it's so um important um you know when you think about kids um i mean i think it's important regardless but as you discover religion i'm not saying you know you have to follow a religion or you don't but i think it's an important question that people go through in life in terms of their existence in terms of their morality in terms of their path finding their path their spiritual journey you go you go through these different um um questions in your mind and and look for paths and identity but i think about that a lot with with our kids uh sophia and leonardo and you know i think structure is can be very helpful Mm-hmm. And you might not have all the answers, but you, you have this frame uh, or foundation that you can build on. I think, you know, as I've gotten older, when I was, when I was younger, my major was religion. I don't know if you know, knew that. Maybe mm-hmm. you knew that. Yeah. Um, and my family, I was raised a Hindu and um, went to Catholic school and Jesuit school um, mo- most of my life. So... My aunts taught at convents, my my uncles and aunts went to uh, Catholic school as well. So we always had that, uh, you know, I think our family perspective was just there is a higher power and represented in different forms. And, you know, in Hinduism, that's what it's about anyway. Um, so I think it was easy to embrace, you know, um, other forms of prayer, etc. But as you said, people created this box um, that is religion, sometimes to political advantages or whatever. But I always think about, well, what do we present to the children and how does that help them on their spiritual journey? And um, yeah, I think about that for myself as well. I break things down in terms of mind, body and soul and my mind is is relatively always high in terms of mm-hmm. I rate it from one to ten, and um, like as part of my journaling I do that and I I always rate the mind really high because the mind for me is about learning something is about you know executing an idea or a dream or you know it's about progress and um, mostly it's about learning, so I'm always curious about things I always have been and I'm always looking to learn something new so generally um, I rate myself quite high there and on the body part um, since I've been running if I run that day it's obviously a high rating for me I also do my stretches and and meditations and things and that that ties into the body part but on the spiritual side I've always very much thought about you know, spirituality tied to religion, not religion, but like a similar spiritual path, not really a religion, but you're focused on 
you know, a higher power of meditating, mm-hmm. you know, even it, sometimes in meditation, they're talking about finding yourself and tapping into that. And um, I don't know if it was because I kept rating myself low there or, you know, I was exploring more of a deeper meaning into spirituality, but it also morphed into, at least in terms of my rating of myself, um, relationships. And what are the relationships that I have with the people that are important to me? What are the relationships that I have with people, you know, that are perhaps not in my inner circle, but how am I interacting with my community, etc. Um, and as I thought more about that, what I thought was outside of religion, organized yeah. religion, I came to realize that organized religion, at least in theory, taps into a lot of those, taps into relationships and gives you a path to it. You don't have to agree with it yeah. or you don't have to follow any, everything, but at least it provides you some guidance. And um, yeah, so anyway, I don't know how we started talking about religion for 10 minutes. No, but, but uh, you know, I think it raises a really important point, uh, something that I do want to reinforce because I, I was somebody who really didn't want to be associated with any religion for a long time, um, really out of fear. And it just seemed very kind of... I don't know how to describe it, but it's some of the concepts when I actually start thinking about it more really do give you a good framework. And I find in the hospital especially... Like sometimes people find a lot of comfort to incorporate their religious beliefs and um, a higher power when they're at a stage when they're severely sick or their family member is sick. Not always, it's kind of a mixed bag. But like you said, you don't really need to adopt all of the teachings. In fact, you should probably be like, critically thinking whether this is true for you or not and whether you believe this or not but some of the concepts are good like you know I want my kids to potentially have some of them in their life mm-hmm. but I'm reading um, going back to books I'm reading Will by Will Smith right now his biography and uh you know, it resonates because there was three things that he, there was three people that were hugely influential to him and a trifactor of sorts in terms of what made him. And one was his father in terms of uh, uh, the disciplinarian in his life and and put huge, um, you know, like fear and it was like a military style of discipline but which really helped him in terms of the hard work that he needed to put in and for his career. Um, education with his mom. His mom was super educated and was very much um, focused on his education. And his grandmother, um, who he referred to as Gigi, and she had a huge faith in God. And one of those people that I, I remember as I was reading it, I remember him saying, you know, um, 
he didn't really understand so much what the preacher or what was happening, you know, around the church that he went to. Or, it, I mean, I think he understood it, but it didn't, it didn't resonate or he couldn't understand how to incorporate mm-hmm. that in his life. But his grandma, his Gigi, was, lived it. And, you know, her every action was with, um, through the Lord, right? Um, and, uh, and that was, you know, such a foundation of, of who he was and who he became. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting because, you know, one of the things he talks about is he was one of the rappers that never swore. And um, one story he shares is he was writing all these lyrics of other rappers and, uh, you know, as he was learning his craft and some of them had curse words and his grandmother didn't say anything to him. She wrote a note, something like, um, you know, um, something about the, obviously these are bad words, but, you know, something like you can do better. You have a vocabulary and, and, and you can do much better. And so he never, he never swore in his, mm-hmm. in his raps, right? The influence of um, someone important in his life, but also through religion, what she believed um, yeah. in God, her faith. Um, so I think about that a lot in terms of the kids, but even my own actions. Like, what is my guiding light at the end of the day? I wanted to flip it. Because Osho, you know, Osho on... the netflix thing okay so osho talks about um he's he hates religions organized religions he's completely against that and he says religion is like you know a manifestation of um the security that you have as a child and the religions are manipulating this security for example they talk about the father and the mother that that are going to be there and protecting you and as you get older you want that father and father figure that's going to protect you and that's god and etc cetera, etc cetera, right and he's like there is no um there is no heaven this is heaven here and and you need to open your eyes to that and he's like you know um He's like, don't, he claims he's not a religious leader, et cetera. And he, he doesn't claim to be a religious leader. He doesn't, he doesn't want people following him. He wants people to, you know, appreciate his, I guess, what he's saying, but he wants them to be their own people. I thought he died. He died. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. These are the videos I'm seeing on, <laughs> on TikTok or TikTok. Yeah. I follow this guy. I think it's the Osho effect or something. There's like a pretty crazy documentary on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> but you know, that is that is one perspective of what happened. Yeah. And it, and yeah. it is a true perspective. It is it is not, you know, I those what happened in in terms of them setting up in the states is true, absolutely. But I didn't get when I watched that documentary, I didn't get what he was about. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. It's kind of like throwing the baby out with the water. Do you discard all of his teachings just because of that? I mean, what they portrayed on Netflix, when I remember it, it wasn't great. It was like a cult basically set up and 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think yes, that's the perspective that a lot of people had on it. Yeah, but that's the only perspective I have. I actually have no idea what he's teaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's um, tremendous. Uh, a lot of the things that he says, um, you know, hugely insightful. He's well read, and and he's sharing his perspectives. Um, so I think that I think they're quite interesting, but. You know, I follow so many people, so I, I just want to get into different perspectives and see if it resonates with me or not, right? And okay. I think it's important for us to um, listen to different perspectives and open our eyes to something. Again, we don't have to agree with it, but mm-hmm. it's important for us to check ourselves, I think. Yeah, the say um, I was going to bring up that reminded me where you just said, um, you know, I listened to a lot of Eckhart Tolle and he's more or less, I guess people call him a spiritual teacher. He just sort of says that he talks and just shares his ideas, but he often refers to, um, you know, when we get into conflict is because we're so attached to our beliefs and our ideas Mm. and we want to defend them and we want to, other people agree with us and like you always say we sort of talk with an intention of thinking about what we're going to say next mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so he just sort of helps you understand that you can you you don't have to be so committed to your ideas mm-hmm. and you don't have to tell anybody about your ideas mm-hmm. you don't have to share them with anybody you can keep your beliefs that you want you don't have to convince anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a quiet, you, you can have your belief system mm-hmm. and that's it, full stop. Like it doesn't, I mean, and the funny example that he gave in one of the talks that I kind of laughed at was, you know, most of the ideas that you have are not going to change the world. Even if you have strong political beliefs, in respect of what country you're talking about, most of the conversations that you have about it are not going to affect anything. Mm -hmm. But people still get so worked up about it. And I mean, I I can think of my own examples where I've had conversations and I got so flared up. Mm -hmm. Literally means nothing and had no effect. But we ourselves put ourselves through that. Yeah. Like, have you heard that analogy, like, holding on to a hot rock? I mean, variations of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they do that all the time. So, I guess this is the practice that we want to depart from. Yeah, yeah. So, but if we practice, it does become easier. I mean, I think you are very good at not doing that. Uh... I always use you, love, as, like you know, I sort of talk about this stuff and you actually embody this stuff. I think I'm getting better. I shouldn't sound it short completely, mm-hmm. but like I, I do hold you with a perspective that like the stuff naturally comes to you. Like you don't hold on to grievances. You just sort of let things go. I think I think it's thank you for that. I think it's easy if you if if you keep your eyes on the prize, if you're focused on what you need to do, 
you know, I think about it in terms of running. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, it's four in the morning. Oh, you know, am I going to have enough time? Oh, this, oh, that, it's cold outside. You know, there's always going to be these challenges that come up. But what is the goal? Is your goal to stop and worry about the fact that it's cold outside or did you wake up to run you know like I think you got to keep your eyes on the prize and I think as as an entrepreneur you know you definitely have to do that constantly I think even as a physician you're doing that there's so many challenges and you're just like well I need to focus on this right now to get this patient to wherever you need to get them to right yeah yeah it definitely helps to think of it that way um i don't find that you know it's a practice to do that for sure you have that target in mind but i find you know i'll speak for myself only my mind will still get very scattered and distracted by kind of multiple emergencies or little things even that are happening that day in the hospital like with multiple patients so it's i it's it's definitely a work in progress for me not to get sucked into some of my mind drama that goes on but i think through you know like we talk about all the time and very big into coaching but with also like some of your guidance of what you talk through it does help to refocus but you just have to constantly remind yourself of doing that Mm -hmm. so yeah um 2022 goals 2022 goals how are you thinking about it are there any goals you'd like to share to the audience (laughs) um how are you thinking about it um do you do you have any guides for people thinking about it? I mean, it's January right now. God only knows when we're going to get this out. But um, what are your thoughts? So, you know, I actually did an interesting um, workshop uh, a few days ago with one of the coaches I worked with before. And she suggested, uh, it was an interesting perspective. She suggested going, because we're all taking pictures all the time. And we forget half of the stuff we did in 2021. So she used 2021 as sort of the jumping board to think about what you've done to decide what you liked, what you didn't like, where to focus, where not to focus. And it helped to trigger your memory to like mundane moments or big events to go through some of the images and see. Um, Tony Robbins said that too. Oh, nice. Nice. um, I forget his wife's name right now is slipping my mind but they both said the the similar thing yeah because we're so visual nowadays it makes total sense um literally i probably take tons of pictures all the time so it did help to really kind of zero in on the little things that what i really enjoyed what she said is look at the things that you thought were you know, we think of big events as like big joyful moments. And that's what we primarily focus on when we try to do goals, like big things. But 
One is that she mentioned, you know, some of the things that I did that cost me a lot of money, like to go on a big, um, mm-hmm. like fancy trip, didn't produce an like equal amount of joy. Mm. And and I, you know, when she said that, it really resonated because the same thing, like things I paid for a lot, don't always produce that much. But like our walk that costs nothing in the woods, mm-hmm. really brings me like deep inner joy like I feel so good during it and after it 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 really does feed me in like at a certain level that nothing that I will purchase or go on a fancy trip will get me so I think it just promoted in my mind to make those more intentional for 2022 Mm. Um, I haven't set you know it's kind of a work in progress I haven't set any big scary goals for 2022 scary goals (laughs) well you know in coaching they always sort of teach us you should try to pick something that's scary and doesn't seem achievable to Mm. keep challenging yourself um i i feel like managing childcare during the pandemic for now is where i'm landing for managing but yeah, have you thought of something that's that you want to share for 2022 that you want to do? Um, yes, yeah. so I've, I've thought about it, um, again, in terms of mind, body, and soul. Okay. Um, in terms of my mind, that's specifically related, I guess, to work. Um, is uh, 50% is on Computech. Specific targets I have for Computech and what I'd like to do. Thirty um, percent is on my brand. Um, it's been a couple of years since I started focusing more on my brand and and what I'd like to do with it. And the first couple of years have definitely been an exploration to see what I like doing, what works, what hasn't worked. I I think to some degree I'm still in that phase, but there's a couple of things that I've chosen to dig deep into. Um, so that is my 30% and 20% is on, um, other uh, exciting opportunities. I'm big on what's happening in the web three space, um, whether it's blockchain, cryptocurrency, and all the exciting things that are happening there and looking at my existing business and how do we, you know, eventually we're going to have to transition into that space. Um, so how do we do that? When do we do that? What are the job opportunities that are available to our students? Um, and looking at the new opportunities, there might be some new business that's really exciting that we can jump into as a group. So I've been looking at that. Um, and, uh, so that's on the business side. Personally, it's just about learning. Um, I guess you didn't see my New Year's message, maybe. No, you did watch my New Year's message. Yeah. Um, what did you say? I forget. Um, well, when, well, I no, think I was running. giving a guide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I was giving a guide and using running as an example of what, like, that was a big win for me. What did I do in that and how can I implement that Yeah. Um, in the new goals? But, um, so... The other one of the other things that I said though in that um, in that video was, 
Harvard Business Review put out an article that you need to learn 10 new skills to be competitive in, in the workforce. And um, not, to, not to be competitive, just to be on par with what's mm-hmm. happening in the workforce. And I don't think necessarily it's like 10 new skills. I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's more like software, but you just need to be inter- in, in a growth mindset, like constantly learning. So I have specific targets for what I want to learn on, on a personal level. On the body side, um, running, I love it. And I didn't hit the marathon um, this past year. So I, I want to work towards that for sure. And, um, and meditation is a big one. I'd like to see how I can incorporate that more. You know, I daydream. <laughs> so the daydream I actually have started daydreaming a lot more to the point where Sophia's like up are you daydreaming when I was just um looking outside but um but I enjoy that but I'm trying to do the meditation of sitting in one place and meditation of like focus meditation not like letting my mind wander but more focused meditation what do you mean by that like what do you do well, I haven't been able to achieve that yet. <laughs> I I have a struggle with meditation. Yeah, but so but I want to build that focus in me. Okay. So it, similar to running. Yeah. You know, there's that learning curve. It's going to come to a challenging point. You need yeah. to push through, right? So um, on meditation, it's very easy for me to just think about like you know, you keep your mind blank, you have a thought and you brush it away, you have a thought, brush okay. it away, but you need to focus on like your breathing or, or something, right? It's hard to just focus on the silence or whatever. I, I don't know what yeah. it is. I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to figure that out, but yeah. I want to build that muscle. I'll um, just share Cause I've been interested in meditation for a while, but I have not been successful at it and I think I'm kind of taking a break from it because it's just becoming another to-do list on my list and I find that in that way it is not serving its true purpose of what it's there for but when I was doing reading around it and trying to figure out how to meditate it was interesting to me um uh Pima 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 Chandra I don't know how to say her name but anyway she's this um nun who has written a lot of books and one of the books she wrote uh, which I was reading was how to meditate and she actually um, I think she went through like a Buddhist monastery mm. I don't know I may be all getting it all wrong but she actually her way of meditating is meditating with your eyes open which I, I haven't encountered before but it's the specific that exactly what you're referring to that you shouldn't turn off your attention Mm. in fact it's the opposite you focus on your inner breathing and you keep your eyes open so you're alert and Mm -hmm. not dozing off like daydreaming specifically yeah you know it's a much more focused training of the mind yeah i you know like I can meditate in the way that I want to in terms of focus when I run mm-hmm. because I am just focused. There are times where I'm running and thoughts are coming in and I'm thinking about things and it's a great time. Mm-hmm. It's a meditative state for me yeah. then as well. 
but there's also times where um, I'm just focused on my breathing. Yes. Especially when, you know, I'm getting a, a little bit tired or, I, I, you know, it's, it's a bit more challenging. My legs are getting sore. Um, I focus on the breathing. That always helps. And uh, uh, another suggestion I read, which also helps, is like saying uh, like a mantra. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it... Like, I don't mean mantra. I was explaining this to someone. I don't mean it on a religious sense, necessarily. I mean, no, you, it can yeah. be what you want it to be. But it can be just something like, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And just re- repeating that, right? And then you're just focused on, I'm almost there. And you just get into this meditative focus state. Yeah. Um, and Brendan Bouchard, I've been taking um, you know, his, his team's coaching. And they have this thing called release meditation, mm-hmm. which has really helped me on work because in at work because I'm going from one meeting to another. It's back to back. You know, if I think about our group, sometimes it's with the creative agency, sometimes it's with Computech, then it's the foundation. And one, obviously they're different organizations, but they're different groups of people. You know, I might be frustrated in one but I need to be, you know, back in the right frame of mind for the next meeting. How do I get there, right? And you need, and sometimes it's like back-to-back meetings, but release meditation is, um, it's just saying release, release, release at a consistent pace. So it's kind of like that mantra stuff, but you do deep breathing and, and you can do it. Like sometimes I just do it for two minutes before I go to the next meeting and it just, gives me a level set so that's really i have been doing meditation in that way but i want to improve the focused part because it's like it's building your endurance i built my endurance in terms of my running i can run much further now and and it's it's not just a body thing in terms of my legs and my lungs and mm-hmm. blah 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 it's a mindset right I know right now I can go out and run 20k if I wanted to it would be exhausting because I haven't done it in a while but I know I can do it because I've done it many times so how long how can I push myself in terms of my meditative like focused mind I'm I'm really trying to do that because I was reading this other guy or watching this other guy's clip and he was talking about adult learning. I should share that one with you. But on adult learning, he was saying that, um, I I want to share that because he's talking about specific parts of the brains and chemicals that are released. Um, And he was just saying, when you want to learn something, you have to be exhilarated, like you pump yourself up and and then very focused so he was saying that the chemical that's released can also be like you can get anxious because anxiousness and excitement are very similar and but then you have to you just have to focus you have to take that energy and put it into that focus and um and then i think the second point he says is you have to rest because your neurons they learn that this is the focus and they start building there 
but then in order for them to really develop you need to rest Mm -hmm. so that they really fuse together or whatever the medical term is that's my term so um you know i think that's why you know those breathing things they breathe heavily heavily and then they just focus on something i'm guessing i just saw the clip of it but um i'll i'll explore that a little bit more but flexing that focus muscle can translate to so many different Mm -hmm. things being present um yeah what is your goal for the podcast this podcast um the goal for this podcast is it's honestly just to have an open conversation about the things the routine things that come up in raising children and having a family managing finances figuring out how to work through conflict and my hope is because I you know our first couple years of marriage I you know for people who don't know we got married very quickly after meeting it was all a bit of a blur and then it I think life sort of served us properly some challenges to kind of see you know to test a little bit and I think it was good and more challenges will come and I think though those first few years were really instrumental in figuring out like leading me into a path of figuring out my own mind and so the challenges that come up now I feel better equipped to to work through but there will be new stuff that I will freak out about again (laughs) (laughs) and you know it's just all part of the learning process and so I like I'm always open about talking about that stuff and yeah I, I you know what if anybody wants to join that conversation they're more than welcome so it's not a specific goal per se it's more that I think that just normalizing that every relationship has its unique challenges and there is a way to make it better and make your mind better so i'm always up for talking about that so what what would be i have a lot of friends that just got married they're in their first or second year of marriage any advice for them it's if they're freaking out yeah yeah it's a <laughs> it's i i mean you know there are circumstances still when you say stuff or you do stuff and I get like internally pissed off. Um, Not external, <laughs> internal. And, you know, it's, 
it's never to try to resolve with the person first. I, my advice is always to, you need to sort out your own emotions first before you try to talk to the other person. I don't always do that at first, but I always find it works a little bit better once I have time to think about my own emotional state. Do, do you think I've changed my approach in terms of our conflicts? I actually... Um, Yes and no. I find, like, even when we were going through our struggles and, like, you know, closer to when we got married, the thing that was good about you is that you never really fed into my drama that I was going through. Like, you sort of just kept, similar to what you referred to before, you just had a goal in mind. And I guess I'll infer that your goal was to try to stay in the marriage and you know build a family and I was more caught up in you know this is all going the wrong way this is not going right and I was freaking out about finances and just like I was unfocused and not in a good mental place so I don't think your approach really changed because you're in general quite level hand like level headed and not reactive, whereas I'm much more reactive than you. So I think you sort of stayed similar, <laughs> but I think I've done like quite a bit of inner work. But you know, I'm very biased, so mm -hmm. it may be different from your perspective. I don't, I don't know if I've changed necessarily, but I've gotten to know, I've gotten to know you, obviously. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I know. That in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So I know, I understand a bit more, I mean, things that you like, things that you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. And triggers. Um, I don't, I don't think I'm the best at this still, but I know better, I know the the best times to tell you things, but I'm not the best at waiting for those times mm. because I just get excited and I'm like, Oh yay. But what excites me doesn't excite you. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's the, you learn that as you go along, but you also, especially, I think, you know, I kind of freaked out about having kids in the beginning, but I think that has been very, good for me. I don't think kids always have that effect, but for my mental health, they were actually really important because it really helped me understand that I was wasting a lot of my mind on unnecessary things. So having these two really put it into focus of, okay, this is absolutely not important and this is so it just literally they they really helped me a lot to to get to that mental place where i could even start working on my mental health if if that makes sense mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it didn't it didn't occur in the beginning because in the first year of having sophia it was actually like, I think that's why it was so tough in the beginning, too, just because 
you know, new baby, like we're still getting to know each other, like all the other stuff. So it was, it didn't happen right away at all. It happened probably like closer after she was like two or so, mm -hmm. just because you start realizing like you can start interacting with this little human um, and you start understanding like this is life, this is life, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. this is my joy, this is where I want to be. Mm -hmm. But after she was born, it, it was not like that. That's mm -hmm. not where I wanted to be. It was. I mean, it was tough. the first ones, first ones, of course. I mean, it's a fresh new experience, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For those who don't know us, Sophia is our first child. She is five years old right now, and Leonardo is our second child. He is three years old now. Yeah. What's your hope for this podcast? Oh, I thought you were going to say for that for Sophia and Leonardo. No, that would have no. been huge. Um, <laughs> what is my hope for this podcast? Um, you know, we were talking about consistency. Mm -hmm. I think if we just did this once a month for this year, that would be a success to me. I mean, yeah, but what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Oh, just whatever we just did, I think is, yeah, yeah. I think is great. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because I've done, like I said, I was, I've been doing the branding for a couple of years now yeah. and I have my consistent people that like and share and do comments, which I hugely appreciate. And but I, you know, I put stuff out and I'm like, some of it, sometimes it's super important to me and I put it out and nobody says anything. And sometimes things that are out there um, that weren't as important, but people are like, you know, they like and, and whatever. But the other very interesting thing to me were there were so many people that over the years that have come up to me and have said, you know, that was so great that what you did and they might, you know, refer to a blog, they might refer to, you know, the three podcasts I've done or something, but you know, it really resonated with them and they didn't like, they didn't share, they didn't comment. Just when they saw me, they said, you know, we really appreciated that. And one of the things that has always come up is, you know, our conversations and our posts and, um, you know, I, I think especially our openness in terms of some of the struggles we had at the beginning, I think resonates for a lot of people. Um, I mean, even now, like we're still, it's not all roses for sure. But what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, it, it, I think it's just, this is the, the conversation that we're developing tools to figure out how to manage those tricky points but the tricky points still exist yeah. I just find they don't stick around for for as long I yeah. can coach myself to to move on to a, a better thing to think about or a better solution to a problem but I mean just to give a small example we were trying to figure out we were trying to move our furniture around and that caused honestly more angst than I thought it would give I, it was surprising, but small, obviously not important problem. But mm -hmm. 
I was more angry about that than I have been for a while about anything. But the good thing is like before I probably not talked to you for a while. <laughs> but now it's just not an issue. So I think maybe just with time and practice you kind of get to you know. Mhm. Mm mhm. Just don't sweat that stuff. Mhm. Mm um yeah, so I I also think that, you know, we did one with Martin and Sonny, a podcast. Oh, yes. We yes. did one with Anthony and Michelle, but we didn't get a chance mm -hmm. to, we didn't record the whole thing, unfortunately. Hopefully we get to do one with them again soon. But so is that included or this is just going to be us two? Well, I think what you're trying, if I'm understanding you correctly, it's you just want connection. You want to like connect more with people. Uh, I mean, depending on what the pandemic holds, we'll see. Well, we can do it on Zoom or Google Meets if we ever figure that out, but yeah. <laughs> no, I I mean, you know, I think both for me would be great because it's a way to connect with people, to connect for us. It's a way to connect for us. Yeah. Yeah, that excites me because I'd love to learn about what other people are doing, their strategies. Um, and like lots of people, when I talk to um, other people, they give me great ideas for kids. Yeah. How they manage them, what they find helpful. So, yeah. Cool. All right. I think that's it for today or for this podcast. <laughs> Do you want to give a name to this podcast? If you could give a name based upon what we talked about, what would you name this podcast? Like this episode. Uh... Oh, show? No. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts? Mind management in marriage. No. Mind I don't know. Management no, no, no. I'm just... in marriage? You're putting me on the spot. I'm no, I just I'm I'm not gonna name it. <laughs> I'm just gonna this. yeah. I'm just gonna put it out there, and I mean I'll just put our chat on chat June January eighth, yeah, twenty twenty two. Awesome. Well, thanks for watching and listening. Um, it's weird to go back to the screen now, but <laughs> I don't um, know where to look. Yeah, I think you kind of have to look right there. Um. Thanks for watching and listening. We really appreciate it. Hopefully some of the topics that we talked about were interesting to you and they resonate. Uh, feel free to reach out, message if you're interested in chatting with us or uh, if there's any topics that you'd like for us to discuss and, and kind of address. We'd love to, or at least I'd love to look into some particular topics. Um, but thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, babe. No problem. <laughs> we'll chat with Have you guys soon. Bye. So that was our chat together, Dasha and I, uh, a couple days ago, a few days ago. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, would love to hear your feedback. Please put in any comments or questions or topics you guys want to um, us to address. We'd love to hear your feedback. 
Um, as you as you heard, we have a big plan to do this on a monthly basis. Let's see what happens. It's all about the consistency at the end of the day. But uh, also having fun. Hope you guys did. Take care.